0: Hello and welcome to Metpod, the official CPD podcast for Maiden Early Trust staff by Maiden Early Trust staff. In each episode, we are joined by a member of Trust staff to share their area of expertise, interest or research in the hope that it will inspire our listeners to try out something new in their own practice. I'm Chloe Bateman, a history and religion and philosophy teacher at Maiden Early School, and I will be your host this week. Today I'm really excited to be joined by Leah Shepherd, a history teacher at Maiden Early Chiltern Edge. So to start with Leah, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your background and your experience in teaching so far and kind of introduce yourself to us all.
1: Yeah, so I'm Leah. I studied history and philosophy um, at uni and decided to become a teacher and went down the history route. Um, I, I did my PC three years ago now um, and so this just got into my second year of
0: Teaching over at Made Nelly Edge. Thank you very much, Leah. Um, as someone who's just started your second year of teaching, um, Leah is here to discuss life as a new teacher, essentially. And you know, there's so much discourse I think around this idea of surviving as an early career teacher, which I'm not sure is like hugely helpful. Um, it certainly presents quite a grim picture of the first few years of teaching, I think. And although definitely today we are going to be discussing some of those challenges that new teachers face, but I thought it might be better to frame this in terms of how to thrive as a new teacher and all the kind of strategies and ideas that you can adopt. So, Leah's going to be sharing some of those with us. And I know this is going to be like a really, really useful episode for um, our, our new teachers in, in the Trust. So, yeah, ho- hopefully it's going to be helpful for people. And, you know, that said, we do, we do know that there are these difficult moments and challenges. And I'm sure um, even people who've been teaching for a long time can think back and um, see these and remember these in their minds um so Leah what kind of challenges did you face as a new teacher at the beginning of of last year yeah
1: I think I definitely echo what you said about often you do hear it is just challenges and I remember being told oh the classic like don't smile for Christmas and just yeah. make it through and all those kind of things and and even though there are challenges actually it was a really positive time um but that being said there were challenges I think big thing at the minute is at, at the start is just kind of getting through your brain everything you have to do because I think when you're in a PGC, it's very um, compartmentalised and you have your classes that you just do a lesson with or whatever and suddenly you're thrown in and this is your class and you have the names to learn and the seating plan and all the SCN needs as well as what you're going to teach them as well as building relationships and I think that can be a real challenge because at the beginning you think I need to work on my behaviour management and my curriculum and my sequencing and everything all at the same time um, so I think it's very easy to be overwhelmed quite quickly um, because there are just lots of new things and you're learning the staff at the same time as you're learning um, the students so it's 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 difficult in that sense um, and in my situation I am I'm the only history teacher at Chilton Edge so that was a kind of added challenge of leading in a subject um, that I was still kind of working at myself and um, so I think that was a real challenge and, and an element of my own I am not experienced enough to do this um, so I think that's a big barrier to overcome is I kind of went with a fake it till you make it um routine of let's just I'm just gonna pretend I know what I'm doing and actually kind of make it up as we along, which was really um helpful. Um, and I think a big thing, especially as a young teacher, um behavior can be an issue. and um, I remember I took over a year eleven class who had quite a, a tricky time and they really sussing me out and my first lesson they started singing the final countdown in the last 10 minutes um which was such a like what do I do in this situation um awful <laughs> things like that behavior can be quite tricky in at first um, and working out you want to you want them to like you you want to be a kind of you often go in with I want to be this kind of teacher and then that's difficult when you're also trying to
0: manage behavior at the same time yeah definitely I think I think you've been that that really well though I think particularly what you're saying about how there's so many things that you are making decisions about on like a minute by minute basis and then there's like the longer term stuff as well and um, you know if you talk about cognitive load for students actually as a teacher at first there's so many things that aren't like mechanical processes that you can do at first and that is just so overwhelming I remember that very very well indeed. Given those challenges then are there any kind of traps that a new teacher can quite easily fall into if they're not careful yeah I
1: think on that a big thing is trying to do everything all at once um because Mm. actually what then happens is you don't really do any of it very well and I think a big thing for me was okay this lesson I'm going to focus on behaviour management and if my sequencing goes a little bit skew with that's okay for today um or I'm going to focus on this student and their SDN needs or whatever it is I think a trap can be I need to do all of those things um, which can lead also to a lot of overworking it's very easy to think I need I think when you're doing a PDC you have the time to really perfect a lesson and you um, have time to really reflect on it and think about it and make it perfect if you're not careful if you take that mindset too tightly into NQT what ends up happening you've got a five period day regularly and you can't do that and you have to I think being okay with that lesson wasn't the best is sometimes okay as a start because it's very easy to think you need to make every lesson perfect and so you spend hours and hours on each lesson and actually that just isn't sustainable in a new in the new context of NQT so yeah and I think as well for me particularly but probably not the only one trying to overcome every obstacle in the first week is something that I really wanted to do and it's a trap that you can fall into as a I need to do all these things straight away and um, so I think giving yourself a break is really, really important. And I think another with behavior big trap is being a bit lenient because you're so desperate for them to like you and to um you to be the cool teacher who's fun and new. I definitely know my expectations of some students was very lax because I just kind of thought well they're doing something and they're not shouting and they're not doing this so surely that's fine and I've had to learn to be less lenient with that because actually there are expectations and whether you're new or whether you've been teaching
0: 20 years it's still important to have that um, that routine. Yeah definitely and I, I guess as well what, what you're doing essentially at, at first and I, I don't think this really ever ends but particularly in like the first first year at least is you're, you're establishing what your identity is and kind of creating that identity for the students to see and for other staff to see but also for yourself to to embody that and, and to be that kind of teacher that you that you want to be and mm. trying to do that on top of everything else is is quite challenging isn't it yeah. definitely so that's those are the kind of risks those are the kind of traps but we want to, we want to put like a, a positive kind of approach on this so what kind of practical strategies did you find helpful to manage those challenges that you've um, set out for us
1: uh, well I am a massive list person and I don't think I've got through my teaching so far without lots of lists um so i'm very i get too overwhelmed i'm thinking of i need to do this tomorrow but then also next week this is coming up and then two weeks this so i have a daily this is what i need to achieve today um which i think really helps with workload as well because i know i can go home when i finish those things um so that might be six o'clock it might be four o'clock but as long as i've got those things done that that's okay and i think it helps me park all the other stuff and be like actually that's for next week next week's problem i'm going to just focus on the things i think prioritizing is really important and and being really organized is a really important thing because it's much more stressful when you hear about a deadline for data that you didn't know about or you um hear about uh, some kids being taken out for something and you weren't aware i think the more organized you can be um, the better keeping up with things like emails and i think adaptability is really important is it's good i didn't realize since until i was in nqt that often the whole school is a thing not just history and not just my lessons and actually you get kids who have um got a maths exam at the same time as a history lesson and suddenly aren't there or you get vaccinations so half of them are missing or you know and just having that kind of ability to be like right we're going to look at this thing with the 10 of us that are in the room or um we're going to do this lesson i think it's it's in pc you're very quick to do your lesson plan get everything done um, and i think being slightly less rigid with that is really important um, as you can and that comes as you get to know everything and I think yeah clear targets give yourself clear targets um, it's really really important focus on I'm going to do this this lesson with this class I'm just going to focus on behavior or I'm going to focus on this um, because it, you just can't do everything and it's it's good to give yourself a break um, and ask for support I think mean, I'm someone who wants to get it right and do it all myself but actually it's so important to ask for support and work whether that is your mentor or your are um, just someone that you get on with it's really, really important because I think I learned one of my favorite things about my mentor was that I'd say oh, I had this really rubbish day this happened and he'd be like oh I struggle with that too and I think he's been teaching over 25 years and it was really helpful to know that it's not just me that has issues and actually every teacher has a bad class every now and then has a bad lesson so I think just sharing the load and saying this is really hard because also, people have been teaching longer than us, so it's important to, they've probably had a situation similar where they can say, oh, i dealt with it like this, i dealt with it like that. So I think, yeah, not being too proud to say, I'm struggling, please help me. It's really important because teachers are busy and unless you tell them, they're maybe not going to pick up on it. So, yeah, I'd say ask for support, write down lists
0: and have clear targets for yourself. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's such such solid advice there, really, covering kind of all the bases with that. Um, I definitely think the asking for support thing is, is so important. I think we're lucky to work in a trust where it's not only your school that you can ask for support, but actually, you know, even beyond that, particularly like if you're in a, a really small department, as some people are in the trust, actually reaching out and seeing what, what is going on elsewhere can be really useful and, and getting support in that way too and yeah don't don't bottle it up really is, if I keep and i've
1: really done that i've used um i've asked for support within the trust so i've spoken
0: to the other history
1: teachers in the trust with things and also use the support from your pgc i think sometimes we think i've made all these lessons that's it leave them actually you've got all these lessons pam do you use them and use things like your i've contacted the university and said oh do you remember that session on this can i have the resources for that or um, i've also contacted my old university tutor and got things from their school so use all the experiences you've been given Um, and i've I've learned that the teaching community embedding is really quite a nice one and it's quite small and people are usually so willing to share resources so there's no point reinventing the wheel and trying to do it yourself when
0: someone else has probably done it. No definitely it's all about building up those networks of support isn't it mm-hmm. lots of different the more the more people you can have within that that network the better and then kind of going forward as well you you will find that you start to help other new teachers as well as they as they come into that network. Um, I know you've already given us some really good strategies there but I was just wondering if you had any kind of other bits of advice that you would put to any Teachers who are starting their careers um, this year? Um, I think I would just say about time management is really important. I think
1: often people go into teaching and think that's it, my life's over, I'm going to never have any time to do anything. Um, and I think it's really important to find a routine really quickly and really early. So for me, I get to school early and stay in school so I've done my work and then I go home and don't do anything and try to avoid working at the weekends. And I, for me, that works a lot better. In the, my context than going home and doing a bit other people prefer to leave school at the bell and do work at home but i think it's important to find your rhythm find what works for you um, and stick to it. and know when to, set, to stop i think it's there's no need for a teacher even an nqt to be working every hour of the day so i think that, that's a big thing be okay with still having weekend and Even in plans it's really important to still do stuff and obviously if you're a teacher with a family or whatever that's obviously a whole other thing but it is important to continue your life because actually your well-being and your mental health is going to be impacted if you're all you're doing is working and I don't think it's necessary to to work all the time
0: yeah absolutely I think that's a nice kind of counter to the to the kind of prevailing narrative sometimes about new teachers that you are you know you're there when the sun rises and when, when the sun sets which which isn't necessary i think as well like one of the things in teaching as i'm, I'm sure you found is that it is really one of those jobs where if you if you wanted to or if you thought you had to you could actually you could actually work all of the time because there are some things that are never done like you you can never have a perfect curriculum for example so it's about knowing when that where that line is and where you, you need to start definitely and you know, maybe even asking for support on that, if it is something that you feel is getting out of hand. And I know, I think pretty much everyone has had times where they feel like quite overwhelmed by by work. And it's, you know, those strategies that you were talking about, even like the organisation part of it is, is really important to, to stop that becoming overwhelming. So that being said, then, what, what are the benefits of being a new teacher? What have you really enjoyed about um, the last year and the year and the term that we've just had?
1: Um, I think I have really loved it. I think there's a real freedom in being a new teacher because you can still explore and you can still try new things. And like we were talking about, that kind of identity as a teacher, you're still working that out. So I think there's a real joy and freedom in just trying things out and trying a lesson that might be an absolute flop, but you, you can do that. And you've not almost got the reputation of I've been teaching 25 years, I should have it by now. Yeah. You've, you've got the freedom to do that. And if it goes wrong, you've got the time to reflect and to say, actually, it didn't go well. This is why. Um, and you can learn so much about your subject. I think I have really, um, I love history a lot more now than I did when I started, um, because I think you get to, as you plan for lessons, you learn more about your subject, and you can really become an expert in what you're learning, uh, which is a really, is a really pro. As opposed to when you're in a PGC and you're just maybe doing an odd lesson mm. on this thing and an odd lesson this thing, when you see the kind of topic as a whole and you can see the sequencing, it's really interesting um, to. Yeah, to really kind of get to grips with your subject. And I think also it's really helpful for you get a lot of ownership over the your classes. I think big difference of PGC where you your classes, the classes are never completely yours, whereas NQT and as as a teacher, you are just a teacher. And I think I kind of felt like I, I assumed I would be this kind of like pretend teacher until I passed my NQT and then I'd be a proper teacher. and, and actually that wasn't the case. I was treated as a teacher by staff and by students from the beginning. Um, which was very daunting, but actually it was so good because you are their teacher and I think own it and use it and um you have that they're yours, so you you learn names so much quicker and you get to know them so much quicker because that you're the only person they see. And I think that's really helpful when um you can really get to know your class, you can get to know your craft, you can um really develop things, you've got that space, that freedom. Um and there's so much support. It's amazing. I think use your support, use support from the trust from your school, um, because that's a really good thing people are there to look out for you and I found I felt very very supported in my PT year um, and even this year that hasn't stopped but I think yeah it's it's a fun time to try new things and to
0: um, hone your craft so yeah I, I'd totally recommend well, that's brilliant I'm, I'm really glad that it's been a, a good experience for you despite the fact I mean we should mention that last year was you know not a typical year was, yeah. it, was it to be fair so the fact that it's been enjoyable like nevertheless is really important I think what you're saying as well then kind of makes me think actually a lot, a lot of the things that first seem like they are the overwhelming things like the idea of class like you, you having ownership over the class and ownership over what you're teaching a bit more seems quite overwhelming at first but actually as the year goes on and you know sometimes it might take even until the next year to, to really feel that but that's kind of one of the joys of of teaching in a way that you you have got that opportunity and I always like say to people you know what like what other job would you get to like stand you know in front of people day and literally talk about bits of history that that you find really fascinating like yeah. oh, quite a quite a nice day really to say that you do um leah thank you so much it's been a real pleasure to catch up with you and um to talk about some of your tips for um our new early careers teachers to be starting this year and, and obviously going forward as well this podcast can be listened to so really really appreciate that and i hope that everyone's enjoyed this hope people have got some new strategies to help them and um hopefully see you next month for our next episode of metpod